0: Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style hosted by Jamil Zanishef and Mike Tasty-McDole along with special guest Jonathan Plisé.
1: Now, here's Jamil. Hey howdy, hey my brewing brothers and sisters! Welcome to Brewing with Style. Hey howdy, hey. <laughs> that was good, Tacey. That, that was your
2: radio voice. That was my radio oh. voice.
1: <laughs> nice. Shouting out doing? to
2: all you out there. <laughs> I missed for the. the top I miss the
3: samurai sword and the. Yeah, what happened to that shit? Uh, that was that was my favorite. I really. Uh, that already
1: it. got me going when I, as soon as I heard that whatever that song was. <laughs> like a circumcision, <laughs> didn't it? Yes, yes, <laughs> their yes.
4: Mike's a brown belt, no pundit yeah, very so. much.
1: A lot of people send me e- emails saying there was some subliminal message in those, uh, in some portions of that. Of thing. course there were, drinking. <laughs>
3: That's all like donate. Anyway, yeah, I B. don't Yeah, Donate I, to the BN. <laughs> donate <laughs> to the BN. <laughs> uh, it's like chanting underneath. Absolutely.
1: Mm.
3: Speaking <laughs> of chanting underneath.
1: What about our uh, our great sponsor?
3: Chanting Northern Northern Brewer, that's a great guy. Yeah, we should be chanting Northern Brewer,
2: Northern Brewer, Northern Brewer,
1: Northern Brewer. I'm gonna get some cheerleaders in here to that help us with this pretty next. thing. us cheerleaders. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, let's see what I'm talking
3: into. It's a beer show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, uh, yeah, Northern Brewer, our our fantastic sponsor, fantastic. They've been sponsoring this show. Since John and I were sitting in the <laughs> <Exactly>. garage, sitting in the garage, sweating
1: our asses off. I was in that stanky garage. <laughs> yeah. talking about sweaty balls.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah. This uh, like I said, this place mm. stinks like sweaty balls and green tea. Yeah. And at first, I That's thought it was just the place that Justin kept locating the Brewing Network studio in a place that smelled like sweaty balls and green tea. It's no, just- then I realized that. It's, it's us balls. that's making the place smell like sweaty balls and green tea. It's the radiation it's algae out here in the river. <laughs> it's John's, John's green tea shampoo. Dude, that's how works, man. It's my sweaty balls. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the uh, we're the uh, patient one for this. Uh.
1: Well, all the three uh, incarnations of the studio have always had, uh, except for, the, I guess, the bedroom, we've always been too warm or something, right? So there was a lot of sweating going on. Yes. Especially in the garage. That was a lot of sweating there. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dan Gordon sweat, bad. sweat his ass
3: off. <laughs> I did, mean, man, I my my balls would stick to this. <laughs> I remember the leather seats, and, yeah. and oh, it was, it was just like, nasty. Yeah.
4: That's why yeah. we did morning shows. We're tired of our balls getting stuck.
3: Right, right. Yeah we, yeah, we 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 would do shows at like eight in the freaking morning. Whoa. Jacked on cappuccinos, times four. <laughs> John, be coming. Ah. Hey,
2: big coffee. Ah. Look at us now. You know, I flipped on the air conditioner during the break.
3: <laughs> Whoa,
1: uh, AC. We have AC here? Yep.
2: Yeah. Since when? Now.
1: <laughs> it's
4: on. It's on. It's
3: on. Nice job, Mike Mike Scott. Donkey Kong. Great. Oh, what? yeah. Brown ale. <laughs> so
4: much for the fatty balls.
3: Uh, it's going to smell like tea in here now. I think that... <laughs> Green tea.
1: Green, Green tea. That's not, not Lipton. <laughs>
3: Not the Pico. Yeah. So check out our great sponsor, Northern Brewer. Uh, they got discount uh, discounted shipping. They got a wide selection of products. Uh, you know, they got they got the the goods to brew any of the beers we're talking about
1: on this show. Yeah, they got all the parts and all the pieces. Everything. The parts, Good pieces, place to go if you need and a the special customer thing. Customer they...
4: service to back it up. That's right. It's pretty important. Customer service. Oh yeah, that's everything.
3: There you go. All right uh today we're talking about american brown ale
4: mike mcdoll's holy grail
3: appears <laughs> yeah.
1: i have, i have sort of become uh, not, the, not a, sort a, of i'm a fan of it <laughs> but i have i have become sort of known for the style i don't know Is this way probably because it. it's like a style that nobody embraced and i happen to be the only guy left that would uh, like it i guess you've
2: sparked a huge trend of embracing that style though well, I i'll know. tell you everyone that's
1: not, that's not measurable but
2: it is on the BN. Everyone on the in their mothers brewing a brown ale now. They did. Well, Janet's inspired. It's a great style.
1: Them. No Well, yeah. Well, the Janet's is just a recipe, but it's a recipe that put for a beer that's in a like a what a style category. It's in a range. If it's a, it's a hoppy, multi beer, right? It's not. Well, a, there's no other style that's like that, and you know, and unfortunately, nobody makes a beer like it commercially. That's why when you homebrew it, you go like. Oh my God! This is the best beer I ever made, and I get lots of correspondence that people say that. But really, what they're saying is it's better than any beer I've had before, whether they made it or they bought it. It's just a the style they happen to like. So, why do you think that? Why Why is no one making it commercially? Everyone loves it. <laughs> well, yet the times I have seen it, it made it at, the, at the proper you know level, like Chad did, it had a uh, our buddy Chad at his bar. He had a contract brew made. Mm-hmm. Well, you know he's got thirty two beers on tap. Well the jazz broad I, I had it every time i went there and it had a following but it wasn't his biggest moving beer in fact it was probably his one of his slower moving beers because you know people had to get past union jack and pale 31 and uh you know uh, all the stone beers and you know just a few new belgian beers stuff like that it just wasn't a style that joe you know joe blow drinking public uh, goes after
3: well and brown ale i think is a great homebrew Style and a great craft beer style, I you know there is just about there's a huge number of brown ales on the on the market from craft brewers. Sure, I mean huge number.
4: And um, would you say more now in the last three to five
3: years versus ten years? Just no, I think it's been around for a while because okay. I think American brown ale goes back to the early days of home brewing. It was one of those earlier ones. I mean, you know, styles that are coming on now. In the craft beer scene, you know, they're newer, they've, they've been invented by homebrewers more recently, you know, and I think a lot of the craft beer industry follows what homebrewers do, and homebrewers investigate and invent, and they go, wow, that's fantastic, and let me try that. Well, American Brown Ale, that goes back to the very early days, the Byron Birches, the, the guys out in Texas and things like that. I mean, that's that's where it comes from. And uh, that was a long time ago. That was way before I got into that Uber, was
4: seventies, right? early eighties, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So I think you know, American Brown Ale has been around a long time, and craft beers, craft brewers have picked that up and, and have done that quite a bit. And I think it's still one of the things. Uh, you know, I think that is is very approachable to somebody who isn't like, oh, you know, it's a dark beer. I don't like dark beer. I think it, I think it's kind of in the that same realm as like Red Ale. Mm, right you know it's like i want something malty and hoppy you know give me some of this although it tends to be i think in the brown ales that are done they tend to be more towards the malty the ones that are done commercially i I see them always as more malty rather than malty hoppy like tasty's example janet's Mm -hmm. brown that is you know tends to be hoppy and malty more more ipa-ish of the Mm-hmm. American brown ale, right. right. Whereas the others, the American brown ales that are, you know, I think the style guide considers is, uh, you know, more an Americanized version of an English brown, of an English ale. brown, yeah, right. northern English, right.
1: yeah. And to right. me, they and tend brown to Porter. keep too much of the English in them for, because, it, right, it's the balance is English to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas well, if, to I, me, I want an American balance, and that's that's, that's my right. philosophy. Well, that's
3: I, I think <laughs> the American balance has changed over the years. Yeah. And yeah, the I mean, American balance was just using, making an English brown with American ingredients. That was American brown. Right. But, you know, if you go back to the early days of, you know, homebrewing, they were making some hoppy American browns. Yeah. Real hoppy. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And I, I think the stock guy kind of falls down on this aspect. It doesn't really have a category for really hoppy American Browns. Right. They're talking about you know this nonsense of black IPA. It's like, how about respecting and throwing a little credit towards you know a real hoppy brown ale, American brown ale. Sure, how about throwing you know some credit towards a really hoppy uh, American red ale? I mean, those things are left out of the style categories, and I am like, hey, you know, we need to expand the style categories to include these. And talk about how this is part of it. It's like no, that's like more of a specialty. Yes, well, that's just there's a like, gap. There. I don't know. You put all beer in specialty, then right? It's <laughs> it's really common out here, sure. and I think you know people in the Midwest just aren't dealing with this kind of beer, right? Um, you know, so they're missing out on how prevalent it is, and how how you know it's a co- very good common, constantly being brewed beer you know versus something that's not like flash in the pan people have been brewing these kinds of beers right. hoppy reds hoppy browns for for a long time right and it's not just a, a a flash in the pan fad it's something that a lot of breweries do so
2: but black IPA is part of the style guidelines it was influenced no, by american brown I mean, people not are people
3: are people are trying to get it added and I mean know, you talk about a flash SC in the pan and, yeah
2: that actually is is it right. is it not? I mean, no. Because I really it? don't think it's very good. But. No, nobody does.
1: Yeah. Those that are good are, are not black IPAs. Is what I say? Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not the stock They're brand, it, they're American brands. It was
3: like that the Belgian IPA thing. You know, I remember that for I a little hated while. It. I thought it like could a year. never never work, and then I came across a couple of nice examples. You know, it, it just takes time to get them dialed in, but they're they're nothing like you know originally conceived it's you know far more restrained you know hop character well than like or that, they get know.
1: smart and they quit using citrus hops yeah. right. and phenolic yeast that's right. the problem right people are just taking their you know their standard ipa and using different yeast and they're going haha look at this, this is a good trick right <laughs> well the better yeah. trick would be to not just change the yeast but change the right. hops right right those right. are the good ones
3: yeah and there are some of them uh...
1: in nebraska
3: brewing comes to mind uh captain mm-hmm. lawrence comes to mind yeah. mm-hmm. you know that uh, i was proven wrong really mm-hmm. you know i said "Oh, it can't be done and then you know uh, i taste these i'm like wow uh, i gotta eat my words <laughs> that that's a really good example
1: well again my same point with with as i was making with black ipa yeah. if it tastes good it's probably not a black IPA. i think it's right. it's a son it's of belgo american ale if it tastes good it's really more of a different well style. i think it has to get
3: changed well you know you'd be you'd be shocked at the uh <coughs> the nebraska version i mean that's you know, a lot of hops and fine. Uh, as long as they're not citrusy, Belgium,
1: they go fine with the. Balance. Yeah, they, yeah,
3: they they got balanced out. Right. You know, beautifully. Uh, you know, very impressed. That's got to be tough to do, though. Very <laughs> tough. I mean, I was just I was just blown away. I'm like, wow, this is really good.
1: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hop you bomb. Can drink with Belgian a second, third pint, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. awesome. That yeah, was really, really well done. Uh, Most of the belgo Americans, I, I couldn't get through no, the first. No.
3: Yeah, well, you can't drink them at all. They're yeah. horrible. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. On the famous ones, I mean, the ones that win and. Everybody loves. Right.
3: Well, and it's one of those things. So I think that, you know, the style, as far as the style categories go, it should get divided out. I think, you know, you should have the, you know, the bigger hobby, or, you know, or they should expand the definition to include it. Maybe it's not worthy of separate category status, you know, kind of like that english ipa american ipa thing happened after a period of time right well i think you know at least the style guides need to uh you know go a little more you know from um, the 1060 is the high on american brown you know hop high. aroma is typically low to moderate yeah. some interpretations style may feature a stronger hop aroma stronger uh yeah well yeah. i don't know well, John, you want to uh, give us a quick rundown that, yeah. of the yeah, yeah give us give us the rundown of the uh, American Brown Ale.
4: Well, as we've been discussing, there's a lot going on in this beer. Uh, definitely a firm hop aroma and a bitterness coming through. Uh, it's definitely balanced with maltiness and a balanced caramel note coming through with a hint of chocolate. You know, on the on the back end of the palate, brown in color, of course. You know, twenty to thirty SRM uh, should have nice head retention. Balanced CO2, not overly carbonated. It uh, should be soft on the palate, and probably those dark malts will help soften and lower the uh, acidity, the impression. It should be just a softer maltiness on the palate. Um, I think the trick to this beer is definitely having a balance between caramel malts and American hops. You know, it's it's basically a brown porter cross with a northern English brown, um, Americanized with using a, a cow yeast strain and American hops, you know. But going back to Mike's point, careful with the uh, citrus hops, you know, or, you know, you... I don't know, Mike. This is your beer. I can't really speak any more than about the guidelines. <laughs> don't,
1: don't, uh, don't worry about that.
4: Yeah, that's pretty much the brown ale. It's funny tasting these four commercial examples. It's, I'm pretty much at the point I'm going to flip a coin and pick one.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's different different reasons for for doing different things. Well, I will tell you, what, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll uh, talk about the the commercial examples we have in front of us, and uh, kind of you know how they do or don't fit the the guidelines and and how uh, you might uh, brew something approximating uh, any of these. Back after this.
0: For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in Homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in Homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in Homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in Homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in Homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving homebrewers brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5 gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable serial killer grain mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not gonna make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code Network will slam 10% off your order. BAM! Adventures in Homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies. Online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code Network for a limited time. Join the adventure. Enter today a vial of white labs yeast is the key to your best beer. And that brew builder software is awesome. Oh yeah. Brewmasters Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at Brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmasters Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit Brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally high. Oh yeah. Hey, Brewers, it's planting season. Have you ever dreamt of walking through your own hop garden? Well, look no further than Woodburn, Oregon and the Crosby Family Hop Farm. Blake Crosby and his family have been passionately growing hops for five generations. And right now, they're taking orders for 2013 Rhizomes for all retail and wholesale customers. The Crosbys know how to grow hops and are here to help you establish your family's very own successful hop garden. In fact, when you plant a hop Rhizome from the Crosbys, you're using the same plant your favorite professional brewer bought his hops from. Friendly professional service, fast shipment, and quality hops at competitive prices. The Crosby family brings all of this to you. Call 503 982 Six or visit b.crosbyhops.com and let Blake Crosby and the Crosby Hop Farm help make your hop garden a reality. b.crosbyhops.com hops from the Crosby family farm to yours.
5: Now back to Brewing with Style.
3: All right, we're back. We're enjoying uh, uh, <clears throat> Big Sky Brewing uh, Moostrol. That is uh, one of the classic examples. That's uh, number three on the list. We've got uh, downtown Brown, Lost Coast downtown Brown. That's uh, on the list as well. I've been to both of those places. And then, uh, and I've had the, the beer in both of those places at the brewery. Hmm. Not to brag, but you know. Get around like a the, cheap whore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Beer whore. And I can be bought with the alcohol. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think both of these uh, are very similar to how uh, this package product is very similar to how it is at the brewery. I think these are are fairly good. Good on them. Uh examples of of what it tastes like at the brewery. And uh the Oaktown, Um uh, I know the the brewer there and I've tasted it, you know, fresh off the bottling line. I think that's actually a, a good example of that one. Uh Cali Craft Brewing uh Oaktown Brown Ale. And then uh we have uh Kodiak Brown Ale from uh Mm, uh, uh, Midnight Sun Midnight Brewing. Sun. Sorry, I kind of had a brain fart there. <coughs> Up in Alaska, I have not been to that brewery. I have been to Anchorage, and I have toured breweries there. But I don't think Midnight Sun existed when I was in Alaska. Impressive. Hmm. So. Hmm. There you go. Um, I think that all of these exhibit, you know the would be considered good examples of the style. I agree, too. I don't think that any of them really stick out for any particular reason. No. But, what you know, Tasty, what do you identify as being part of the, you know, if we're talking about the classic examples as defined by the BJCP, what do you associate with brown, American brown ale as being, you know, 2 style. A core element, or the core element of, of making a brown ale,
1: right? And frankly, when I talk about it, I'm in some ways I'm talking about what I might find lacking in, in these beers. Uh, the uh, you know think about where the American brown is; it's in the in the American ale category, right? So it's you know with the pale and the amber, uh, and it's good. It's an American ale, and I think it should be you know typically uh, brewed with you know American ingredients. There's no there, there's no room you know, you can use an English yeast, but you want to make sure that it doesn't have Mm -hmm. English, you know, notes, right? Mm -hmm. Well, my contention is that if you make a brown beer with an English yeast, it's going to taste English. I don't care if you ferment low or in your normal other beers, you know, people can't tell that you're using English yeast. It's just when you do, you know, a a bigger, darker beer, it's going to have more of an English, it just tends to be more English.
3: Well, uh, 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 as a counterpoint to that, I'd say that, you can brew a beer using an American ale yeast, and if you use certain ingredients, it'll come across as more English, sure. and you'll get kind of right. a fruitiness, and you'll think it was brewed with an English yeast, right. and it, it wasn't necessarily. And I think what kind brown of ale tends to be along those lines. If you use…
1: A bunch of Maris Otter. When we did the mm-hmm. Janus huh. Bronner, Russian River, we had to sub a bunch of Maris Otter for, like, raw or two-row.
3: The Beer went English. Well, that and if you, and if you use, right. um, you know, English crystal malts, yeah. they have a very distinct flavor. Yeah. That you know, that's why when we were, were talking about making all these English ales earlier, you know, when we started doing this this show, John, you know, I'm like, oh, you got to use English crystal malts, and you know, yeah, you could use American ones, but it doesn't taste the same, right? And they have this unique flavor to them that really your mind says, oh, that's English and you start, you know, you pick up some sort of estery kind of Mm -hmm. character from and it's all just from the malt. Same thing on some of the uh, darker malts as well. Almost have a, you know, a fruitiness to them, a richness that, you know, a complexity. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting that kind of fruity complexity
4: (coughs) between two of these right now, between Moostral and Downtown. Uh Uh-huh. There's there's this lingering ester profile that kind of, in the aftertaste, that's coming through that I just can't make up my mind. But I like it. Right, you know.
3: Well, uh, and now Moostrol—that was, I think, our very first Canyon It beer. It was. It was. And um, Valentine's Day three that, years ago.
4: <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was like two weeks after the uh, <laughs> style show we did, and
3: then. Right. Um, so here we are, uh, <laughs> but that is done with uh, an English ale yeast. Right. And it tastes English ale. And I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised. I don't know about downtown brown. I've been there, but I did not get a chance to talk to a, a brewer or anything like that. <clears throat> so, I mean, that could be as well.
4: Yeah, the downtown brown is definitely, I think, lighter, thinner, more American ale-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, a little thinner on body, kind yeah, of watery. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, but I doesn't have the bitterness. I think Moostrel has
3: a firmer bitterness to it, an aftertaste. Well, and Moostrol is an interesting beer because um, it's, you know, I, I actually talked about this on one of the previous shows. It was one of my, you, you got to try this beer, right? Sure. Uh, and, you know, fresh, it's got kind of a uh, a bit of a hoppy character to it, and the the malt is a little more toast, biscuit, mm-hmm. brown in the background. And if you let it age, you can actually age this beer. <laughs> and it's still a great beer yeah. it's amazing i mean really nice clean fermentation you know great sanitation and so you let this age. the hops drop out a little bit the caramel kind of comes mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. Uh, you know the bittering subsides a little bit and you get more of a richer brown ale almost, you know it mm-hmm. becomes more english mm-hmm. than uh, american and it's still a great beer beer <laughs> so, and this is uh, this is, it seems quite fresh to me. You know, we're getting those hops that come through. It's interesting, you know, trying to you know when you're doing a beer like this. I think when you're doing an American version, you got to have some hop character in there. If you don't have some hop character in there, then I think
1: uh, you know it's it's too English. Yeah, it's an American style, and, right. which means it's going to be at least hop balanced, if not leaning slightly towards meaning you know, being hop forward, and of course. Well, now my it preference is, is to just be damn hoppy. <laughs> we don't need a black IPA. We have American brown. There so you go. My point. <laughs> Represent. Not so. No roast zone. You got to no, use <laughs> chocolate no, only. No roast zone. And, and then yeah, to to finish my point was that you know American ingredients and keep it simple. I when I you know I think there's no room for English malts and and uh, even exotic American or you know continental grains from from uh, North America. Uh, let the beard, you know, let the, let it seem simple, you know, like a pale ale kind of thing, where it's just a few ingredients, uh, and and you know, an appropriate hopping level. Let it be an American, you know. Let's keep it simple. Let's not mm-hmm. uh, get too involved in in uh, ingredients and process kind of thing. And you know, it fits to me. It fits in better with the the pale and the amber category. If it's if it's like that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a
3: minute. <coughs> I, I, you're saying it's, uh, it's American. You know, don't get involved with ingredients and in process. What, do I, what else do you have in brewing? Drinking? Well, drinking and enjoying. You know, the, 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 the fermentation. Don't get, don't get involved with the ingredients. and no, in process. but I like his
4: point though about using American ingredients, not English right. ingredients. Yeah. Okay, ah, it, okay, all right. So it's right. not Northern English right. brown well, When I made
1: when when I developed the the uh, <laughs> brownie, semi famous Janet's brown all I used was great, great Western. That was my only brand. Okay, uh-huh. the base malt, crystal malt all Great Western. Uh-huh. And it just allowed me to like focus in on the hopping, basically. The right. malts weren't in the, even in play. where more how you hop the beer, mm-hmm. and that's where I seem to derive the right combination of hops.
3: <laughs> you keep your hand away from that button, man. All right. So, well, but well, wait, you don't consider hops an ingredient? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of course well, he does? But well, you said don't worry about the ingredients. You stay away from the ingredients
1: in the process. Well, I'm talking about. Exotic ingredients. Exotic. Like, you know, Keeping
4: it simple, right?
1: Keeping it simple. Everything.
4: So you're talking two-row, crystal, and some chocolate. Chocolate and, you know, hops. some
1: some wheat for head retention so that they don't like, sit still in a glass, that kind of thing. Now, right.
4: chocolate would be an important ingredient because it talks about in the guidelines, but you should get a little bit of a chocolate note to this, right? A mm-hmm, subtle note. Mm-hmm. I
3: mean, don't well, well, I'll tell you the best malts to get you a chocolatey character are some of those British Chocolate
4: <laughs> British chocolate,
1: yeah, right. Yeah.
4: So now you're like American and English blending here, Right, right, right. Yeah. But I, you know, uh, I think
3: there's a lot of times where people would not know, you know, hmm, I think.
4: That was a great uh, point. Interesting.
3: <laughs> Two cons, boom.
1: It tastes good. It does. It tastes good. Less filling. <laughs> well, when I, when I, uh, uh, I can tell you a story about how I developed the Janice Brown. Ale. I, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, like in the mid 90s, right? Was, right. I, was I think i i think i'd like uh i think i had been to any homebrew club meetings my only outside contact was uh the, the homebrew supply store more beer uh-huh. and uh but i was trying to clone uh commercial beer i think it was uh full sale amber ale. i had no idea what i was doing i didn't even know that they were using english yeast you overshot your color no so i started in a, like just <clears throat> well it's got some dark malt so i'll get you know ask the homebrew supply store what makes the beer dark stuff like that i think i knew a little bit more than that then but not too much more so anyway so i start on this journey and i start adding these ingredients and i take it in and i have uh, uh olin uh, schultz from uh more beer the at that time uh, i guess one of the co-owners and uh he uh would taste the beer for me and we'd talk about it And he goes well you know if you want it to be sweeter you're gonna have to add some crystal malt, more crystal malt so i'd add You know, I said, you know, some Crystal 40. So pretty soon I'm pretty much on my own. I'm like, you know, tweaking this and I'm making a batch like at least once a month, if not, you know, sometimes twice a month. An amazing amount of this Brown ale. But what I'd do is I'd bring it into more beer on Friday nights and share it with uh, customers that would come in. The more beer I had, the earlier I'd get there. (coughs) That way I'd be, because they they would drink it. I just couldn't get there late. Other wouldn't be time to, to, to get it done. Anyway, uh, and just, you know, through, through, through some, like, and my, of course, the, the backstory is about, you know, my wife Janet would, uh. That was her beer, right? Would try the, try the beer. She'd be my tester, right? Because I'd come in every every other Friday night, it seemed like. Because that would be, like, my finishing night. Uh, and I'd, she'd be watching TV or something, and i bring it in, and you're like, oh, here's the next batch. What do you, and I'd always have a, a glass of the uh, previous batch, too. Because there was always some reason to change it, right? So we would drink it, and of course, you know, again, I was sort of like in a vacuum and uh you know we go like oh yeah i like it's getting better it's getting worse or it's uh it's not as dark as it was before we need to add more of this or that so anyway that's sort of that's uh wasn't like through any scientific or i didn't have like uh, any any good book from like ray daniels has in terms of how to design a beer i was just kind of like wandering around and i ended up basically with a recipe that's you know in some segment of of the the flavor wheel if you will Mm -hmm. and uh people say it's a great recipe and again i have to say it's really it's just a piece of the wheel that you don't get to drink that often and you miss it when you get it you like it it's not you could change that recipe quite a bit and make it better i'm sure it's just, it just happens to come out that a lot of people learn about it uh you know through my own you know accomplishments but the brewing network obviously had a lot to do with that too and russian river and all this other stuff.
2: So it, it was a gradual evolution, but do you remember a time where you came in and she was oh, yeah. like, oh, this is it. No, no, You, you no, nailed it. No,
1: we had that moment. Yeah. You did? Yeah, I think it was like in 98 or something like that. Took you three years? Yeah. Well, I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. But Mike's beer has consistency. Jamil wasn't even in. Jamil wasn't even involved in brewing that. So how was I going to learn? know anything. And he was just scuba diving under Yeah, He had to wait for me. He was room. doing male prostitution yeah. or something. Right, right. He was good at that, but he's even better at this brewing Pays beer,
2: how did Jamil learn before there was a Jamil? Who'd you consult?
3: Oh, you know, he's it all, all just happened organically, I think. Uh, no, I, I used um, my local resources and online resources. Yeah, um, uh, you know, Ray Daniels was a big influence, uh, designing great beers. Um, George Fix, big influence. Um, uh, Dave Sapsis, uh, uh, he's... Uh, was a huge influence on my ability to taste and understand what I was tasting, and yeah, made a made a big difference to me as well. And then, um, you know, once I started hanging around more beer and uh, hanging out with the likes of uh, Tasty and and other folks, I think that 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 had some impact as well. And a big big part for me, you know, again like like Tasty, I was pretty much on my own most mm-hmm. of the time And the homebrew shop where mm-hmm. up uh, uh, the original homebrew outlet. And uh, JJ Jackson, he really uh, helped me a lot, helped me get started, and really uh, got me going with uh, liquid yeast and things like that. And, um, you know, a a big thing for me, since there was not a lot of feedback, and when I took my beer to homebrew shops, it was like, or, you know, you gave it to to people, they're like, ah, it's great, you know, give it to your neighbors. It's like, oh, wonderful. And so I started entering competitions. And then I got like, well, they have no idea who I am, and and look, you know, that's it's good feedback. Mm-hmm. You know that, that beer is good. I said it was good. Mm-hmm. Well, that beer is crappy. See, I said it was crappy, and so oh, I didn't know it was crappy. Yeah, was no, like, I learned. You something. Know, you started you started to yeah. you know that was really that was probably where I cut my teeth was yeah. you know doing a lot of
1: competition entries that really helped. I well, remember lot. remember you helping my beers a lot. I we we. Uh, formed a little pact there where you would always give me the straight story on the beers. Right, right, like, right, I mean, exactly. where I went to be a lot quicker. Right, right. <laughs> I, I mean, it really did. Like, this beer's not any good. I remember Oh, I remember a few times you really kicked me in the balls. <laughs> it's good to get kicked. But whereas, I think it might have been and, like, i you know, tell you how good your beer was. This, this, this is beer the beer that everybody else loved, right? And all all right, a, right. Know, I, And I, you know, like it, like I get this all the time all right. from home brewers. They have this beer and they're really proud of it and they want you to try it and they're all, all right. like, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You're gonna love it, I know. And then they come back and go like, well, "You give me that, you know that. Thing. Yeah, it's well, not the always, quite right, you know." <laughs> like, so
3: I am <laughs> like, you know, you really want to hear the truth, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Okay, exactly. Give what like, nice I could just give you bullshit, but you know, yeah, you'd be happy. You really want to hear it? And, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That's good. Yeah. So,
3: and it's just one person's opinion, but
1: but yeah. you're you're doing that. I, I treat everybody that that same way now. Myself, I right. get, I give them a straight story. I, I apologize. I can't like do you that would. anymore. Can't do it. Just want to see them cry? Like it breaks their hearts?
3: Yeah. I've run across too many people that go, yeah, I, I really just want to hear the truth. And they, they really don't. Really don't, they, 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 really don't. They, they really don't. hear yeah. the truth. And am like, what? I yeah. thought the truth would be that it was so awesome. It's like, uh, sorry. It's well, I even do it like with the
1: commercial guys. Ball sweat and green tea. The commercial guys don't like it either. They, I, think, I think if I oh, wasn't so no. old, they'd already punched me. They, I'd be dead. They want to hear it even less. less yes yeah they don't want to hear it especially
3: from a home brewer right exactly yeah, like, what the hell do you know
4: i have to do this for a living <laughs> they just brewed 30 barrels of it and they're like oh yeah. fuck."
3: Right. well if you need to do it for a living maybe i to take some advice from some people that know something about beer <laughs> yeah No. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. well anyways <laughs> <laughs> well and speaking of that uh you know the aha i think um you know, that was also, you know, joining the AHA kind of put me in touch, you know, going to the conferences. That put me in touch with a lot of other people I met, you know, a lot of great people through the conferences and that, you know, it's such a forgiving environment. You know everybody there is like a beer geek, so yeah. you can get totally geeky about it and, uh, you know, you you build these bonds that, uh, you know, last a lifetime and, you know, that's what a big part of what the AHA did for me. I. I, I'm a firm believer. If you're not an AHA member, you should you should join the AHA. Uh, you know, now we're we're getting you know homebrew legalized in 50 states. They were a part of that. I think you know there's just a lot of little things that you know the AHA supports that are very important uh, to the homebrew community. And I think that you can be an important part by supporting the AHA. Go to the Brewing Network site. Uh, you know, sign up for the, the to be an AHA member if you're not one already, and you can even renew through the Brewing Network site. And When you do a, a small slice of that goes back to the brewing network, helps support the shows, and you know you're you're supporting a great organization. You get a, a great magazine, you get signage, you get the pub discount program, you get a lot of things. You get the you know the they do the the homebrewers conference, the national competition, they do uh, you know the member session, of the JABF, uh, just a lot of little things. And it's really a, a great resource. Uh, you know, I think and you enter the competition, the uh, pub discount
1: yeah. program. Don't forget to mention that. Yeah, yeah I did. Big, I did. Did yeah, you? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely. So uh, you know, check it out. Uh, Support the AHA. I think it's a a worthwhile cause. All right, Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll we'll get into more of the beers, and uh, you know, let's pick a a winner Mm -hmm. early, and let's let's talk about how how you you brew something like that. Right back after this.
6: BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y-Yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 4 5, 6, 23, 33 and T-58 Belgian yeast. Plus, Cooper's, Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short-sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount. And active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. HopTech.com. Nico, listen. Our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three
3: more months. And then to the next meeting. Kids. come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. So I'm the professional. <clears throat>
6: presents, What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jameel Chef Original, a bottle of 1997
4: vintage evil Twin. I see.
6: A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay area
3: brewer justin crossley
6: it's a german Doppelbock entitled justin's giant bach the brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent well food that's just a crazy dream or is it with northern brewer a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind northern brewer the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future
0: Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new SnapLock stainless steel CamLock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day.
6: Brewing is easy the Williams way. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style.
0: the night We bring the creature to life, Dr.
5: Blitzkriegstein?
0: Yes, J.P. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creatures alpha the acids. <laughs> Yes, J.P. we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Blickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr.
1: Blickman's time with the Tower of Power. You can probably leave me an afternoon at the pub to an Enjoy everything,
0: Don't be silly, peagle We have beer to brew. Now back to Jamil's Tasty and Blizzard. It's brewing with style.
3: Alright, we're back. Okay. So we're we're we have got the Moostrol, we've got the Oak Town, we've got the downtown Brown, we got the Kodiak. Scott, what is your what's your winner? What's the one you you like the best?
2: Well, even though you're asking me first, uh the answer still might be tainted because you <laughs> did the uh the you got to buy this for the moose roll, oh. and I don't know if it's coincidental that that's my favorite of these oh, four, but it is. Oh,
3: see, you you've been influenced by my taint.
2: Yeah, that's what uh-huh. I that's correct. Yeah. Exactly. Who who hasn't been though? Well, yeah, quite, the list is, <laughs> is pretty short. <laughs> um, the Oaktown is a little bit too; it's too kind of bitter, and there's oak there, which is that's what they were. Obviously, it's okay. Yeah, so they, they wanted they a smoke
3: in there. But yeah,
2: no I, way. against these other three, I, don't, I didn't find it very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kodiak kind of has some sort of a, um, again, for lack of a, I just it's, you know, sort of a skunky thing, like a, earth. a funk. Yeah, that, that doesn't seem like it should be there, and mm-hmm. especially against these other mm-hmm. having the other beers here mm-hmm. uh, gives it that reference. So yeah, the <clears throat> Moustrel is excellent. The Downtown Brown is a close second.
3: Okay. Well, what do you get, John? What's your first?
2: Uh, first,
3: I gotta go Moustrel. Mm-hmm.
4: I just think the body, the maltiness is just to my flavor. I like it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got a nice bitter aftertaste. The Downtown Brown. It's more American pale but brown in color, but a little too watery, mm-hmm. light in body for me. Um, but it has a nicer ester profile in the moose rule, mm-hmm. so I kind of go between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kodiak, uh, not enough bitterness. It's got mm-hmm. some too much caramel note to it, and the Oaktown added a, like a smoky hint oak flavor to it. I mean, it's good beer, but it's not an American brown ale to me. All right, so Tasty, your first place
1: uh i'm gonna go with the uh downtown brown it's downtown? uh very yeah. traditional american very americanized mm-hmm. uh, could be a little maltier but uh, mm-hmm. uh i think uh you know give it a little more age and the hops drop out I, i'll like i'll like it'll move towards where i want it to be uh to me the moostro was just way too english i i hmm. to me it's just like another is it has an english balance or english character that i i always get that the same impression uh like I don't know. Beer. I'm
3: getting a lot of hops out of the moosestroll. Me too. I got to you, I gotta go first place on the moosestroll. I think that's a, a great American brown ale. It's got a little bit estery in the background, but I think uh, that hoppiness, that malt character, I think that's that's really the uh, you know the best of of the the four we got. Uh, I, I put Oaktown in number two. I think it's got a, you know a yeah. great clean American kind of thing. It's I think too bitter, too tannic for the malt it has. hmm But uh yeah, it's a nice beer. And then downtown Brown I put third and the Kodiak I put last for the reason Scott said. He he pointed it out during the break. With no influence, he's like, Ah, there's something wrong with the Kodiak. Yeah, a little little funkadelic in there. Somebody smelled something funky,
2: huh? I did. The thing is it it's you know, it, it stands out so much more when you have other beers against, mm-hmm. to, you know, to right. reference against.
3: If you're drinking it by itself, you, you, may,
1: not, you may not think it.
3: And, you know, it's, uh, it's a great brewery,
2: and they make great beers. Um,
3: this sample we got, there's something there's something off in that. It's
1: mm-hmm. got a slight oxidation. Uh, they yeah, may be using is. some sort of, like, adjunct or something, like molasses or something in the beer or yeah, something.
3: There's, yeah, there's something, something. I don't
1: know. It's different. I don't know. But uh, that's a, p- a point that I, I think we might make for home at home I, And I recommend this to people all the time is a good way to see if your homebrew is clean is get a you know a commercial beer that's of similar style it doesn't be exactly the same style mm-hmm. and just drink them side by side mm-hmm. and just think about the how clean the beer is think about the you know how it finishes and mm-hmm. are there any unusual odors in, in the commercial beer right or right, yours right. you know right and uh, it's amazing how you can calibrate you know back and forth sip of one sip of the other pretty soon you're going yeah, yeah, mine mine smells like corn or something. What's with that? You know. I think you that's
3: an excellent uh, excellent point. Excellent idea. Yeah. Hmm.
4: You want to talk about brewing this
3: time, like sure. how we make this beer recipes. Yeah. So, um on this uh American brown, you know, uh we did we did a clone show for Mistral. And it was cloned and they gave us the recipe and uh pulled it off, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was a good beer. I got to go I'm back and listen to that one. Yeah, so Maybe. if you want to know how to brew Munsterol, go back in the archives. Can you brew it? I think the very first episode or one of the very first episodes was Munsterol. Right. So, there. You there you know, go. Know Not how to brew it. Um no, I th- I think the the the, the key points <clears throat> on brewing an American brown ale, you're looking for uh, you know, uh, you know, an American or a continental uh pale malt you're looking for some crystal malt character like uh, tasty was mentioned earlier it needs some crystal to kind of sweeten up a little bit you need uh, you know your darker malts uh, tasty you swear only chocolate malt you don't use the darker malts darker for- malts can become start to push it into the porter category yeah uh, you know those highly killing the uh, roasted barley black yeah. barley things like that I
1: don't use any Just sister yeah. but-
3: you're getting into the more into the uh, the porter category right Especially with the crystal malts. Yeah. Without the crystal malts, you get more into the stout category. Uh, you know, chocolate malt, uh, although... <clears throat> so you're talking brown porter, borderline. Because brown ale is kind of influenced from a brown porter, right? Yeah, and there's there's differences. You know, it's, it's, it's similar to like Southern English. Brown is a pretty dark, right. uh, roasty beer. Uh, Northern is, you know, a little lighter. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> What's interesting to me is like a rogue Shakespeare stout. That's almost all chocolate malt. There's just a tiny little dash of some roasted barley in there. It's pretty chocolatey, too. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot of chocolate malt. And that's a great stout, great American stout. That's good. I think, well you know, roast. the intensity of the chocolate that they use, the amount of the chocolate that they use, I think that, that really kind of kicks it over into the stout <coughs> category. Hmm. You know, you use a little less, you balance with a little more caramel, uh, you know, the overall color is not quite as intense. You're not putting as much. Right. I wonder if you couldn't take that rogue uh, stout recipe, Shakespeare stout recipe, drop the roasted barley type of things, cut back on the chocolate, and have a great American brown. <laughs> well, oh yeah, I'm sure you Cool would. concept. Yeah. 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 I bet, you, I bet you it could. But
1: be. high levels of chocolate are going to give enough roast that it, it right. moves towards stout. Right. I think if you just backed off and didn't even take out, you, you know, you'd know, you have to take out the, the roast because it would start mm-hmm. to dominate the beer a bit.
3: Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I think it's like 10 plus percent of like chocolate malt. or Yeah. It's a wow. huge amount. Right. I was, I was stunned when we got the recipe. And uh, it turns out great. I mean, it's a fantastic beer. Mm. I, I tell you, that is my number one American stout is that Rogue, uh, rogue Shakespeare stout. Uh, that and I think you know, like Tasty saying, American ale yeast is really the way to go. You know, English ale yeast works out well, but uh, you know, I, th- I think you know, maybe nudge nudge more towards the American, and you can bump up the hops a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hops. What about hop selection on this? You have uh, you know some strict rules on on what kind of hops you should go with on this.
1: Well, my. Uh I've had lots of people try, do a lot of different things on my base recipe, and uh, uh, generally uh, what sort of seems to work well is a pretty neutral bittering hop, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sort of take that out of the picture. Horizon. Yeah, yeah something Horizon. I used Magnum, Northern Brewer. Uh, uh, Warrior. I think Byron Birch did as well, mm-hmm. uh, and it uh, it just uh, adds a little more earthiness, like woodiness in the back end, but mm-hmm. doesn't seem to add any other character that you'd consider think about as being as a hop typical Uh hop uh flavor uh and then uh this kind of goes against the convention but i this is one place where uh i think a citrus does work with chocolate Uh especially if you don't have the roast if you have roast in there then again the citrus doesn't work that's why Uh the black eye well i think
3: you need caramel to balance your citrus yeah okay fine
1: yeah you need that yeah the uh the uh the lemony the the uh-huh. citrus character uh-huh. uh, when it matches that that sugar uh-huh. then you, then you get you know the kind the dessert of, of yeah of yeah. a good tasting yeah sweet beverage or uh-huh. sweet uh-huh. item yeah yeah good point
3: all right uh, i also want to mention uh, our new sponsor uh huberstuff.com they're proud sponsors of the aha they've got a uh, 7 795 shipping on most domestic orders they're passionate about home brewing, as is their owner Marcus. He's a BJCP judge, and uh, if you happen to be around the Boise area, which I am from time to time, servicing uh, your accounts, service, uh, service, <laughs> servici- well, servicing, stocking, <laughs> just <let's, laughs> servicing just in general, servicing, right. yeah. delivering uh, in Boise, Idaho, lovely uh, Boise. They've got an eight thousand square foot showroom down there. Wow! So go check, go check it out. They even have uh, you know beer on tap. It's like a like a uh, like a pub in the uh, in the homebrew shop there. Nice, that's very cool. Nice, absolutely. That, that's that's very how to cool. shop. That's how you gotta you go get here. some homebrew supplies, that's honey. Right? That's where the credit card does but not they, apply they, anymore. They, then you come back. And you're like, Yeah, you know, yeah. I had to try yeah. some of the
1: beers. I, I bought like, what
3: ingredients. I did. had a
1: beer class. That's what I was. I say. bought a conical.
3: Right? I just <laughs> yeah. why'd you why'd you buy ten thousand dollars worth of
4: stuff.
2: It seemed like a good idea.
3: I'm
4: saving so much money over 50 years, honey.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Now I that you would say about that, that's probably exactly why they made it a tap room. And, right. But then, Right, because right. people are going to spend twice as much. It works uh, every
3: Yeah, time. I think they're just like, oh, you know, it would be cool if we had this. I think that was, that was their thinking. But check them out. Uh, our new sponsor, as I said, homebrewstuff.com. Go check them out. All right, let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up with a couple of questions from the chat. After this.
0: All right, beer army. It's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1000 recipe kits, 4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and a Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce 1 gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomeBrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini-clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of BrewVent Yeast Fuel as well, yeast nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomeBrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomeBrew.com. Ah, Tim, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime time anywhere football games with the guys yeah. barbecues with the guys yeah. operating power tools with the guys yeah. um, actually sir that's really dangerous Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask! No, make that demand
6: some! Yeah! yeah! You know, Everything has been lost.
0: What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked.
6: You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first twenty-five minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over.
0: Oh no, those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) Hey,
6: I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us.
0: People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. (gasps) (gasps) Oh, it can't be done. With me, if you want the beer.
6: Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted.
0: <laughs> Someone start heating
6: water. And then From the fixed. creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service, comes the home brewer.
3: Hi, I'm Jamel Zanieshev, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the Style Profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Homebrewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook
0: with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, greetings. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. <laughs> read your way to better homebrew.
3: Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is
0: our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. Find heretic beers near you. Click on Find Some at HereticBrewing.com to brewing with style. Wow! Wow! Wow!
3: wow. <laughs> oh, John, it's so wonderful to have you back.
5: Wow! Wow! Wow!
3: I, I miss you so much. <laughs> Um all right. So one quick question in the chat. Let's let's get to that. gonna um, go yes. with our, our you gotta drink this segment.
2: Um yeah, what uh let's see. The question from the chat was for Tasty. It is from After Lab. He said when brewing the uh american brown ale style with west coast hops like you do with your janets can uh can you give some guidance on selecting hops for bittering and flavor and late dry hops that work in tandem with chocolate and darker moss like how can they avoid potential flavor clashes
1: well well again uh i like a, a more neutral bittering hop some people have tried like simcoe and columbus and uh and uh hops that and and chinook and stuff that hops to me that carry over into the into the final flavor and aroma of the beard. and to me those don't work out as well as, you know, beer, hops that don't like Magnum and Northern Brewer and Warrior, you know, hops that just add more of a, a baseline bitterness well, some Columbus is like that, but not all of it uh, but the end is is where it matters and that's where I like to, I recommend you know, using, you know, you can, that's where you can use the Simcoe, that's where you can use the Citra that's where you can use Cascade and Centennial uh, you know the the citrusy hops long as you have enough crystal malt to back it up mm. and the chocolate that's where the it, and the chocolate really comes into play then too it's it, that's where that's what makes to me is if you have the big chocolate backbone in the beer mm-hmm. and that means that there's an you know a pretty significant amount of it uh it's going to pair really well and make it more like a like a candy cookie like thing and everybody likes candies and cookies well and I think um
3: you know one of the things about the chocolate malt is selecting a lower bond chocolate malt like some of the British ones. Yeah. And they are more chocolatey and right. less acidic. And I think one of the, the tricks in uh, American Brown Ale in balancing these things out is if you have a very acidic beer with a lot of – that's why dark IP, black IPA doesn't work a lot of times because people end up with these roasty, very acidic beers with a lot of pungent, piney, resiny, citrusy hops that's and wrong. it doesn't work. You're right. If you can back off on the acidity and that roast and that biting roast, you can use more of those citrusy hops. If you are going to be more acidic and and not have the caramel to balance and, and lower acidity, um, you know you have to be careful. But if if you have that caramel and lower acidity, then then you are you are free to, to do a lot more with the hops. I think I think that's a a critical point that mm-hmm. acidity, and that's why some of them work and some of them don't.
4: Would you say if you have more freedom with a lower levabon malt using more hops. You know what I mean? I, is yeah, that what your point yeah, is? So I, you could I be, think so. With especially the, with American brown ale. Right, right. I mean, you kind of chocolate. want that hop influence, an American right. hop influence. So yeah. Maybe you would go that route. Yeah, I think that's a
3: good point. Yeah. All right. So we uh a chance to do a segment here we like to call You Gotta Drink This. and uh, I thought I've, it was Buy This. You gotta buy this. You gotta it's drink this. Whatever. We're, we're changing it. If you got it, Something. You gotta put this in your glass and shove it down your face. Um, Sweet. And this time, I <laughs> I opened it up to the group as a whole, and Scott took the bait and, and said, <laughs> and took it and said, uh, I'll I'll provide one of these. Mr. 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 Jay Z, I'll I'll bring I'll bring this one. Mr. What mister, am I? A mister,
2: Guatemalan housekeeper. Mr.
3: Jay Z. Mr. Jay Z. Mr. Jay
2: Z. like a little boy. <laughs> uh, <Mister. laughs> well i can't take the credit because this it was sent in uh to us by a, a listener mike alfaro mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. thanks for sending it in thanks, um, thanks. but i thought i'd bring it into you guys um jay-z you weren't here on the session when uh jester king mm-hmm. who makes this beer mm-hmm. uh was in studio a couple months so you ago.
3: didn't go get this you just like pulled some something out of your ass that was in in the
2: i did but it is something that i pulled out of my ass that you should buy slash drink <laughs> that works <laughs> Now that you've pulled it out of your ass,
3: I'm not so sure. he's got you on a
1: technicality, Jay-Z. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. All right. Technicality. That's how
2: I roll. Everyone's the IRS. It
3: wasn't
1: like he tried it in one bottle and said, oh, you guys got to try this. Okay. All right. This is the bottle. Everyone's had
3: a chance to try this? They have. Yeah. Yes. Let's start with um, Mr. say. It's the El Cedro, by the way. The El Cedro. El Cedro. Cedro. Yes. Jester King El Cedro. Now, this is a uh, farmhouse ale... Uh, they bottle condition with Brett. It's uh, a hoppy beer that's aged on cedar cedar aged ale bottles with Brett. I mean, very Asia. Spanish cedar. It's very very creative. Crazy. There's a lot going on there. You know that cedar
4: note say? influenced the eucalyptus note that I got in the aromas first. Mm, yeah, the mm-hmm. tree like stuff. Yeah, the tree note, and then you get this that that grapefruit coming through. And then there's this acidity in the maltiness when you're drinking it, and then it's just dry boom gone, and then you're just all I get on the on my tongue is just grapefruit pininess cedar you know it's so mm-hmm. funky you know right it's so it's very floral it's kind of cool you know it's interesting is that is that a is that a no a, I would not buy this
3: you it's a no no oh.
1: <gasps> okay all right tasty I would buy this beer. You'd buy this? Beer. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, it's uh-huh. a beer that I would bring out in a you know, like with just late in the party and people have been drinking IPAs for a couple hours and they're looking for a palate uh-huh. break. Uh-huh. That's where I typically bring out sour beer. Uh-huh. But this is a beer I'd bring out ahead of that. It's it's, uh, it's got a you know, really unique character, it's really a pH changer in your mouth. Uh yeah, it's like a it's like a biting into a grapefruit, uh, probably from the outside in. Like you're, it tastes a lot like uh-huh. the zest. Uh, it's got a really strong grape. The, the pith, yeah, yeah, Quite exactly. Bitter, uh, a cedar bitter. It's, it's really uh, to me, you know, it's well made, well conceived. I think a lot of the bitterness is coming from the from the wood. Is that possible? Yeah, it's Tan- tannins, 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 kind of thing. Like it's, because uh, yeah. I, 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 it's like a hop. I can't, I don't recognize. Right, it, but it's so, uh, it's so uh, what early in the in the taste. But I think it's it's more the wood than the than the bittering hops. I was
3: going to say it's so spring fresh, spring fresh, <laughs> spring.
1: yeah, like out of the bathroom, yeah. you know. Yeah, you could put this under your arms. This is sort of a... <laughs> on your wife. It's like a bathroom product of some sort. Can't quite place which one it would work well as. But. Well, right, right, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So you you you're a yes. <laughs> we got one no. I would
1: uh, I would buy this and have it
3: around for. Uh, I tell you, right you occasion. Know, the bold statement. Is, Yes, he's going out on a limb, or, or a no, I mean. It's no. too easy to say yes. Oh, Too easy to too say easy. yes. I don't know. Well. I, you know, there is a lot going on in this beer. I mean, it's got the cedar, it's got that grapefruit, it's got that pithy thing going on, it's got bitterness, it's got uh, the brett, it's got the funk, it's got the, it gets so much. It seems like it's well made. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. I think, you know, that that's a well-made beer. But I'm not convinced that the recipe is really 100% dialed in at this point. Because I could not drink a pint of
1: this. Well, this isn't a beer I wouldn't serve by the pint. This would be, I put this in a 10-ounce tulish.
3: Well, and that, that kind of puts me to say... And on
1: to the next beer, not...
3: Yeah. You know... I think it's a beer you should taste because it's very interesting, very yeah. complex. There's a lot going on there. Is You know, the cedar thing, I mean, you really pick that up. There's a lot of bold, complex flavors. But I'm not sure you should go out and, you know, be buying a case of it because I don't know that you would drink that much of it. I wouldn't. No, I, w- I know what you're saying. But I'm glad I got a chance to try it. And I, again, I think it's really well made. You know, for my taste, I would, you know, adjust some of the things. Back off on the cedar.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just pretty like intense. chewing on
3: my teeth right now and
4: I've been like That's it's pretty intense. You know, tannin is such an influential f- flavor right, on beer. Right. It's just like and it lingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: first uh when I fir- we first tasted it, it was so uh aromatic, so uh flowery. Right. right. So like not like artificial uh flowery kind of smell to it but now it seems to be backing off uh, yeah, it's so spicy
3: you know it was that, that really intense like a cedar closet thing yeah. but even more so and then the grapefruit and so i don't know I, th- I think um like a hope chest you know yeah yeah at the foot where you're like feet. licking a hope chest. <laughs> like licking a hope chest yeah <laughs> but again you can tell it's really well made mm-hmm. it is well made you know it's, it's, it's you know it's well fermented you know, yeah. it, it, it there's no flabby, unfermented malt. Yeah. It's not oxidized. I mean, this is a well-made beer. It's a Good headstand. Just, just like uh, a, a little, a little too intense in in too many directions for me. I think. So again, I think everybody should taste it, but I'm not sure everybody should go out and. I mean, buy a uh, yeah. I
1: don't buy a case. I'd buy, buy, like, yeah, buy when a I say I buy it to I mean, share it. with
3: the homebrew club, exactly. Uh, so everybody gets a chance to taste such an interesting and creative product, right? But. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be buying two, three bottles to you know slam one down that.
1: Evening. So what we're basically saying to Scott is, "Fuck you, we don't want." <laughs> Can you? Do it? Well, that's well, a fail. I, I, I you think- should try this. What was the name of that segment? There's some right. shitty beer that. Uh, here, have you- this. You should never <laughs> buy this.
3: Well, yeah. Next time when we have the yeah. "Here Have This" uh, segment, uh, we'll we'll fire you up.
1: No, I I would buy it, and I am on your side. Thank I thank you for. I uh,
3: all right. So we got a fifty fifty. We got a, a split room, and and maybe maybe it's a sixty forty because I would I would say you should buy it. And I to
1: send it around. It'd be the right occasion. I wouldn't buy a yeah, case for right. yeah, 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 for once a month. No. Well,
3: we want we want something where people should buy it, and they'll chug a bunch of it down, and they'll want to go buy more. I think that you know I think that what what I'd say is you know go buy some Jester King and try some various beers because you're going to find one probably that you really
1: love. It's a great brewery yeah. and a great guy. And it's going
3: to be different for every person. I'm not saying that, you know, people who love this beer, there's anything wrong with that. I, you know, it's just for me, the The mix isn't quite right. But I can imagine there's people who just adore well, this beer. I can see you yeah. So that's that's the thing. I think you just got the wrong crowd here in this, this, this studio. We're all just... Thank you, whoever. We, we in the beer, really, that's really don't know what the hell we're Give me doing. An IPA. We really don't know. Yeah. Give us... Someone sent us a beer. That's awesome.
2: Yes. Yeah, and as if that was not enough, he's an Air Force guy, so not only is he a hero, he's sending us beer. It's just all around. Renaissance man. And now he hates
3: us. (laughs) And we'll probably call in an airstrike on our location.
2: (laughs) Actually, the poor guy tried to send some uh, of his brown ale, uh, his homebrew, uh, and the Postal Service broke it. The uh, Jester King was luckily okay. Uh, but for the future, everybody, do not use USPS. They, it's like a 50-50 shop. Well, USPS illegal. is fine.
3: You just need... Well, yeah, it's you illegal. You, you need to understand how to package beer for shipping. So <clears> people <throat> throw all this padding in, and the bottles are slapping around in there like it's, two nuts in a sack. It's bottle bottles. The, yeah, it's not going to work. Right. What you want to do is you pack the beers in so tightly in the box they can't shift if they can't shift and can't touch something else that's hard they won't break doesn't matter what you know you just just you got to pack them in super tight so they're in the middle of the box you know uh don't touching the any side and they will never break i guarantee it i have shipped a huge number of beers hundreds and, of cases. Yes. And <laughs> never never had any of them break. Too tight. Keep stuffing yeah. newspaper in there until and when you think you used too much, move. you haven't. And then strap it down the box down really tight. And then it's going to look you like sit you're mailing a bomb, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, really that's the way to do it. If they're loose and they can shift around in there, they will touch and they will break. There you go little nugget of advice A little bit of advice it's <laughs> just so like he's giving me that look like he hates me and he's like let's go no, out of no. here all right well that's it that's that's our show so our next shows <laughs> our next shows are going to be doppelbach doppelbach esb esb look at the look at the police say he is on top of things i tell you that's why i love having you here because yeah, i don't ESB. know what the hell's going on me neither, but, but i knew that, that he right and if you want to send in beers to be on the show You can do so by uh, emailing scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, and he can kind of coordinate things. We're not going to take every beer, but uh, we'd love to get some uh, listener beers on here as well. I'm going to be bringing my Doppelbock. Ah, there you go. All righty. nice. Well, and don't forget to support our great sponsors, especially Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Check them out. Uh, Lots of great products. You can make your own, a moose drool clone from the ingredients at Northern Brewer. Go check them out. Good people, good prices, good shipping, good customer service, everything you like. And if you have time, check out the Brewing Network store. You can buy stuff there that supports the Brewing Network. All that you buy there goes to the bottom line Keeps shows like this on the air. Till then, brew strong. And open interest. Bye.